get that out of the way before we make some super 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 big news how you doing joe i'm doing good my friend glad to glad to talk to you this I, morning i don't see you joe oh wait. All i see is the tiger man that momentary you uh don't you ever cheat people out of that second best looking face in the world and we'll get to that in a moment <laughs> well everybody out there we have some news that uh, I'm going to share with you now. Uh, something that's been in the works for quite a while and not to sound, well, it's going to sound negative because things tend to not always pan out for me. But several months ago, we began negotiations to film a video uh, with slash for, however you want to word it, um, BJJ Fanatics, which I they're, they're big time in the martial arts community. So we signed the contract to do it a few months ago or whatever. And I wanted to get a bunch of people on this video. I wanted to give my friends and students and people that I love and care some exposure as well. So as you know, trying to get a group together can sometimes be difficult, especially when some people live in different parts of the country. Well, we were able to get everybody together and we were able to film a new instructional, not series, but an instructional video yesterday at Jason Bender's fantastic gym, my first time there. And that's the big news. I don't know when it'll be edited and released. I don't, I didn't ask, um, I really didn't get a chance to talk to the cameraman afterwards. We went all out for pizza and he was kind of on the end talking to Jason and, and Javier but um, I'm assuming it will be in a timely fashion in time for 2022, obviously. And I want to, first of all, thank Dan and Zach from uh, BJJ Fanatics for working with me. And I hope we can continue a relationship. We'll see. Um, I want to thank everybody that, had, that appeared on the filming yesterday. Uh, let's see if I forget somebody. Well, I will start with Joe Cardinal. So there was Joe, Nico, of course, Josh Pacini, uh, Jason Bender, Joe Dankowski, Javier Palomo, Martin Witkowski, Brian Deneve. Uh, there's somebody else I'm forgetting. And the very, 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 who else was it before the, don't mention the big name, uh, Joe. Am I forgetting one other person? Well, there's, there's Donner and Dasher. Oh, and. Right. You're going to get me sidetracked. <laughs> and the biggest, the big reveal 
Bruce H. Lee makes a special appearance. Now, Bruce, I didn't want he didn't do any uh, techniques or anything, but he's he's on the video. But everybody else, we shared, you know, we I demoed techniques and so on, and Javier showed a couple things because of his size difference, which I thought was very good to show a smaller guy. Um, Joe Cardinal got his elbow popped, I think. How is your elbow today, Joe? You know, uh, well, I'm going to work out a little bit later today, so we'll know for sure. I mean, the good, I've been kind of feeling it out all today, and, uh, you know, no news is good news on that front. Uh, my nose is still tweaked, though. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, it's an easy target. To know. So, everybody, yes, I, I've kept it under wraps uh, because things sometimes just, you know, don't, they just don't turn out. Uh, you know, and, and as I said, when we, when we have all these other people involved, I know who we forgot. Shame on me, because he flew in from Colorado. Special K, Costa Cortes. And it was awesome. And then we had lovely Melody, who's also been on our um, podcast. She was there as, a, as the official cheerleader. And now that we have my good news out of the way, kind of have a little bit of bad news. Now, you know everybody, and most of you in internet land all know about joe's historic good looks well i had my friend scott there and scott not to be outdone came to prove that he is the bigger narcissist and scott believes that he's the best looking man that ever lived well it came down to melody's call and while melody said quote unquote Joe's got that curly hair. She said, Scott's got that smile and those eyes. So not to let him down hard, she did say, Joe, you're like a brother to me. So, you know, that's the kiss of death. So I'm here to officially announce that Scott Hall is the best looking man in the world per Melody. So we got that out of the way. Well, let's let's clarify something because heading into this, I rightly predicted that there could be voter fraud and tampering, and sure enough, I mean Melody is is well known to associate with Venezuela and China. There's a lot of foreign influence with her. Um, yeah, has she so, been to Arizona recently? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so uh, yeah, so yeah, I think we'll see what the courts say. Um, well, that's, that's, she did tell me his nose looks kind of funny. So that's maybe my fault that you lost. That's true, honestly. You know, there's yeah. some last minute tweaking there that could have probably tipped the scales. So, uh, yeah, I think we, we need to kind of throw things out, honestly. Um, once my nose well, heals. It, it'll heal. Uh, but I want to just say to, to everyone, now I can personally uh, endorse Jason's gym. I could always personally endorse Jason, but I saw his gym. It's 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 not it's difficult to find because of the fact it's like my old gym. There's no outside signs. But please, anybody in the Chicagoland area, feel free to go to his gym. And shortly, hopefully, we're going to be at in Josh Pacini's place. And Josh and I, we think alike. We click. We're we're on the same uh, aggressive, combat-oriented uh, style of uh, of fighting. And I look forward to uh, doing a, doing something over there, uh, I hope. Um, but what a great day. Uh, the filming 
was different than anything I was used to. I we sort of filmed like out of sequence, which I heard in like Hollywood, for example, they do that a lot. But I normally film in sequence, so it was kind of weird. And and un- I thought we did a lot of great stuff, uh, but nowhere near what I wanted to cover. You know, we we just you know you run out of time. So I'm uh, maybe we'll do another uh, video with uh, BJJ fanatics. But it all depends on you guys out there. If you purchase it when it comes out and show some support that way, then that'll inspire them to want to do it again. If you don't, then it was a swan song. Um, so we'll just play it by ear. We'll see how it goes. But it was really nice to be with everybody. And, again, publicly I want to thank each and every one of you guys. You know, we don't get a chance to say it too often, but I love each and every one of you. You all have touched me in a certain way. And I don't mean that in a grappling kind of funny way. Uh, you guys all mean a lot to me, and you, you're all I got. So thanks a million, everybody. Yeah, I mean, it was super cool to have. It was like it was really like a class reunion to see everybody from all the different eras um, being there for the training. It was very, very heartwarming, actually, to see the support and kind of the, the communal spirit, I think. I think that's a lot of why, I mean, people obviously get into training for a lot of different reasons, but that's uh, one aspect that isn't touched on very much is that you, you know, you do make those relationships and friendships. um, And clearly, I mean, there's friendships that's lasted decades, you know, as a result of what you, and honestly, you know, what you've done over the years. And I was thinking about the contributions of Kevin King, you know, in his gym. I mean, he had that space for people to come and train and work out and really, contributed to the foundation of that, that movement and, and, and your school. Um, and I'll just say this, you know, I'm, I may be contrary to what you've heard on this, uh, often here in this podcast about my hair and looks, I'm not prone to hyperbole. Uh, but I do feel that this video, uh, it may be the single, you know, I was just re re looking through some of the photos that we took cause I was just snapping pics throughout. And, um, we have some behind the scenes footage that maybe we'll release at some point, but just looking at the ground we covered, um, even though, like Tony said, what was funny is kind of watching the progression because uh, once Tony gets teaching, he just starts free associating and starts chaining almost like he would technically and saying, I want to show you this. I want to show you this. And it's, it's almost hard to keep this, you know, you have to be focused. And so I think we really got the balance great. And I think, I mean, I'm more than like, this really exceeded my expectations for what we put on film. Uh, it may be to me the single most consolidated overview of what your ver- what your lineage of catches and how you approach grappling i was just looking at the the you know the high level of techniques the ones you touched on and the details you went over and how you integrated that with the ripping and really I, i'm really excited because you know uh, i think kind of the new generation of martial artists and grapplers out there you know may have not been exposed to your products your products are old so this is we're kind of coming into this new group and we're kind of giving, like, if they're going to start somewhere, I really feel that this video, you know, now granted, we haven't seen the final edited product, but just what I saw covered there, you know, if someone was going to get their feet wet and try to check out what is it that, you know, um, you know, the Stanley Rodvon lineage of a grappling is and what he taught you and what, what, you know, to me, it was the best introductory that I've seen covering, you know, there's grappling on the feet, grappling on the ground, ripping, I mean, we really gave, to me, a, a great overview. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts were. 
I don't. I look at things differently because uh, I appreciate that. You don't want to ask me in my opinion on anything because, you know, I may come off one way, but I'm very critical of myself, super critical. Um, I never think I do a good job on anything. I always think I could do better. I think the material we did fine. It was great. I just wish I could have had 12 or 14 hours more, seriously, where I could cover strikes, footwork, you know, everything. Um, that, you know, to give uh, newcomers to know that I'm more than just a grappler. I'm a striker. I'm all in. I'm, you know, that. Uh, but, again, let's hope that BJJ Fanatics will, will do it again because, sure, I could film this stuff, but I don't have the market reach that Fanatics has, okay? That's the problem. Um, I can do all this, and, and I end up losing money getting everybody together and uh, da-da-da because my market, my, the people that follow me, um, they reach a much, much broader audience. And, and I think if it clicks with the broader audience, it will help our followers because then that'll make it more financially viable, especially now where I have to just pay to get somebody to watch my mother. Um, I, you know, it, it's weird, but I can't just go. So I hope that it does reach a, a, a huge audience. It would be great um, because, yes, I think the world needs to see this kind of fighting, this kind of catch wrestling, but, you know, just, just this kind of grappling, which no one else is doing. I hate to sound boastful. It, it isn't – I don't mean it in that way. I mean it that no one else is showing this. Just like it, it could be how to cook food with peanut butter, right, and nothing but peanut butter. Well, nobody else does that, right? So it's a different approach. It's very animalistic and vicious. And like I mentioned, one, I guess I can give one little giveaway in the video. I mentioned that when I was taught, it was to have one goal and one goal only, and that is to kill a man with my bare hands. Not tap him out, not get the pinfall, not win the Olympic gold medal. It was to kill, literally, physically, not figuratively, actually take a man's life, to be able to take any man's life with my hands alone, you know, my hands and legs. And um, that's the kind of uh, emphasis I tried to impart a little bit yesterday on the video. Um, that's what this, that's what I teach is, is all about. That's what I do. So I fear no man because of that. The only thing that would make me nervous is when people start telling me, don't show this or don't do that. And God, I got, now all of a sudden you're, you're making me uh, and then not what I am, <laughs> you know, it's like clean up your act. Well, I can't. So yeah, let's, let's just wait until they edit it. Let's see how it turns out. It's out of our hands now. Um, but it's been a long process. And honestly, people, I'll give you a little, little insight through the years. Uh, I've either physically met or met through email or phone or whatever. People who have promised me the moon, I mean, the moon, like you're going to be a millionaire. You're going to be the most famous, you know, martial artist in the world. Cause what you teach is the best and blah, blah, blah. And, I'm going to help you do this and do that. And, man, we're 
I have this idea, that idea, we're going to go. And that's been it. Nothing has ever happened. It's all lip service. It's all, it's all bullshit. Total, utter lies. People just like the bullshit and fluff it up. So uh, I've come to learn that over the course of 20-plus years to um, show me the money kind of deal, right? And it just never ends with, with, with the hyperbole from these folks, these promoters, as I guess you would call them. So that's why I didn't want to say anything about the BJJ fanatic thing because I just wanted to keep it hush-hush until we actually filmed it, all right? And, and, and other things can happen, too. Snowstorm could have happened or because of COVID, uh, flight restrictions and what have you. Um, so it was best to just keep it under wraps. So it's out of my hands now. It's out of Joe's hands. It's out of all of our hands. It's in the hands of BJJ Fanatics. And I would assume, I'm not, I don't want to speak on their business for, uh, uh, schedule here, but I would guess it would go to the editor next, and then we'll see what happens. But um, Zach Betancourt, who was our photographer or videographer, very nice guy. I guess he's a jiu-jitsu man. He was rolling a little bit with the guys beforehand, and Jason's open mat jiu-jitsu thing. Um, and, yeah, I wish I got to talk to him at, the, at Lou Malnati's. But I didn't. He was sitting at the other end of the table. I was down at this end. Uh, but he seemed like a really nice guy. I was dragging ass afterwards. Because um, for those of you who've never been at my filming, Bruce Lee nicknamed me One Take Tony because I just want to keep going, going, going. And we did, except for, like, in between scenes, all I would do is go off camera, get a sip of water, and come right back on. Let's go. Uh, and, you know, three and a half hours nonstop like that, although the final video product will not be three and a half hours, I don't think, um, but probably like two or something. Who knows? Uh, my back started flaring up, and, you know, so I was kind of tired. I was, And you have the emotional, the adrenaline dump afterwards. So I was kind of tired at the table, um, at the dinner table. But it was uh, fine. It was, it was, it was just really awesome uh, experience again. And I really do look forward to doing it again. I hope, I hope it transpires. You know, they initially wanted to fly me out to Boston, which I couldn't do because of my mother. And then I got the brainstorm idea of let's see if I can get like, like uh, Joe said, a class reunion and kind of surprise everybody to have the old, old guys from scattered from all my different video series, right? They were all on the video. And it's just, how often does that happen? And how often do you have world champions and national champions and all of that appearing on the video? Now, we did want to have one guy that was on our podcast, Blaine. Uh, he couldn't. He was there, but he had to leave before the filming because of family obligations. He texted me later afterwards, done, you know, profusely apologizing. No need, Blaine. We're going to hook up, uh, and it's all good. But I think having all those Italians in one place, the toughest men on the face of the earth were in, in Chicago yesterday. We were in the little group at Jason Bender's facility. That's, that's not hyperbole. There was some badasses at that place. You know that, Joe. Well, it's funny because I was looking. There was a group photo that I was just looking at, and I was like, normally I'm used to like when I'm in a group like with my other friends or coworkers where I'm like, yeah, I could probably. That now? Can you can you download it to the laptop and do a screenshot? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, but uh, 
Well, I'll let you, well, let me finish my point. And I'll let you talk and I'll get the photo going. But, um, but it's like, usually in a room, like I said, with my friends, relatives or whoever, I'm like, you know, I, I'm one of the only people who does fight training. So I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, I could take everybody here. That was one place where I'm in the room. I'm like, shit, everybody here could kick my ass. You know, <laughs> everybody's it's like, you know, it's being on a low man on the totem pole again, you know, but it, and it's, you weren't even the best looking guy there anymore either. Right. The story of my life. Because Always, uh, you know, uh, never a bride, always a bridesmaid, you know, and uh, uh, but no, and it's cool to see, like I said, uh, like you mentioned, guys from different eras, because a lot of people met you at different points in the training and just to get that sense of, of and, and different talents. People have a lot of different fight backgrounds, a lot of different grappling backgrounds, but to see their appreciation for what you do and them wanting to get there and support you and just the friendship. Like I said, to me, I really regret. I was, I was supposed to be the uh, like behind the scenes uh, cameraman. And I was, there was so often where, you know, cause while you were filming, I, I'd turn off the camera to preserve batteries and stuff. And I would, I'd get caught up in what you were teaching. And then the minute the camera would stop, there'd be three or four jokes. I'm like, Oh shit, I'm not getting like, there's all this interaction that I wish I had captured. I mean, it's like, it'll be interesting to go through that footage. Hopefully I was able to get it, but there was just, there was a lot of great moments just of camaraderie. Um, so just to be there, it, it worked on a lot of levels. I mean, yeah. So I definitely felt yesterday, I mean, heading into this weekend, I had a lot of anxiety because I think obviously being associated with you and in, in the business side of things, there's a lot of, I'm, I'm ready for disappointment, right? Like, I'm like, this is going to fall through something's not going to be, but um, you know, the gods, uh, favored us this weekend because everybody showed up, everybody was there. And, you know, like I said, there were, uh, yeah, it really exceeded my expectations. I think what we got on film was great. I think it's going to be a great representation. Um, yeah. So it was just, like I said, it, it, if I couldn't have imagined how it was going to go, that was it, you know? So I'm happy for you. I'm happy for the community. I think we're going to give it a lot of good information. So, like I said, it was just this, it's, it's, it's hard to not, yeah, come off of that with a big high after seeing that, because that was just like, um, yeah, it, 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 like I said, it exceeded my expectations on so many levels. And like I said, for the guys who were there coming into sport too, they really got a great, what I would say, a mini seminar, because even if you weren't there, you know, everybody was just riveted watching what you're showing and kind of reviewing and going over things. So, I mean, even if, like, I mean, I, I was honored to be able to, to, to be, you know, the dummy and beat on a little bit on film, but just to be on the sidelines watching it and kind of learning uh, was awesome. And, and so that was just, at a, that alone was a great opportunity. So uh, yeah, that was just super. So let me see if I can find that picture and I'll let you. Uh, well, I, yeah. Well, thanks for saying all that because <clears throat> I think it's pivotal, <clears throat> excuse me, because if this takes off and BJJ Fanatics wants to do another one and then another one, we could finally start to put my video, my system of this style of fighting and preserve it um, because, you know, it's other people are doing things and it's becoming watered down and sport oriented and all this, you know, glorified stuff. And I want to keep what I do because it's very unique. I believe what I teach is unique. I, I've never seen anybody else do the holds like that, in, including uh, incorporating the, the ripping. And then of course the striking and the movement on the feet, which, I want all of this exposed. Now, I've sh I've showed a lot of that on my videos previously, you know, bits and pieces here and there. But the problem with mine is the marketing isn't there. And I've said this for years. 
I don't have marketing experience. I have no marketing ability. And so my videos get overlooked or there's a whole crop of people who never heard of me, which we're hoping to all change all that. So if this video, yesterday's video takes off, that'll inspire BJJ fanatics to do more. And then I can start showing more and more and more and it'll get, it'll grow and it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, that no matter what happens will ensure that the world will know and this will live on otherwise it may die with me and 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 go in obscurity and i don't want that you know many years ago somebody told me jeff goldstein said that i'm going to be like i forgot who he, who he said like uh uh van gogh or one of those guys uh that you'll die penniless but you'll become more famous after your death well Maybe, maybe not, but the the whole point is I still have a lot of knowledge to put on video, and uh, we need to get the, the, the market wanting that again. Um, so yesterday was hopefully, for some, you may look at it and say, oh, it's a rehash. It is not. There's subtleties. There's things that we were showing and flows and da-da-da, and we got to get some support for this, you know, Every week, it seems, we, we ask for certain support on, on this podcast. Join the Tri-C or join the membership program. And it, frankly, people, it, it falls on deaf ears. Um, so there may only be 10 of you people that are even going to watch this podcast. Who knows? But for you 10 or who, however many are going to watch or listen to this podcast, it's in the hands of BJJ fanatics. Let's hope that they have an audience base or a subscriber base, however you want to look at it that is willing to um, to keep this alive. And so be it, you know, because I don't know how to market anymore. While I have a lot of good friends and students, um, none of them are social media experts. And that's where we're failing. And failing miserably. I don't know if there's any other uh, known commodity like myself who's been around so long who has failed so miserably at at promotion um, on the internet, be it, be it, or call it social media or whatever. Uh, and it's kind of sad, um, but I just don't know how to do it. So let's hope BJJ fanatics can. Joe, were you able to find that photo? I was, and we also have a, a uh, another surprise uh, guest joining us this morning. I got to put my glasses on. <laughs> There he is. Hey. Hey, we were just talking about you guys, man, from yesterday. What a great show. Yeah, that was a good time. Uh, what a great uh, uh, seminar thing, a video yesterday. Yeah. So no, I know it I... was. Well, go ahead. I was just going to It was yeah, just a great time. Uh, I mean, you know, seeing friends old and new. I mean, some of these, you know, relationships going back to any of the listeners. I mean, you know, we've known some of these people more than 20 years, Tony, uh, Joe included. And so. And then other people that have kind of come on the scene, you know, maybe just a few years after that, but still a good 15 years in um, with some of the folks. So, yeah, a little, definitely a big group of, you know, supporters and uh, friends for sure. I think Bruce is the oldest that I've known, the longest, I should say, out of uh, all of you guys. And then um, probably you next, Brian. Uh, yeah, I would be. Yeah, I think it was Joe. I mean, not, not Joe. Bruce. Then probably you were you, and then Joe, and then Javier. 
can't forget Martin Bukowski, man, the Polish Canadian. You got to have him yeah, in there. Martin was there. No, Martin, but I think Martin came. 99. Oh, yeah, you? around the same time. Yeah, he was yeah, there okay. before me for sure. Okay, so 99. Yeah, 1999 was like Javier, Martin, Joe. I was 98, so I wasn't like that far behind that. So. No, yeah. Bruce was, I think I met Bruce in 95 um, or 96, something like 96 maybe it was. But yeah, it's, uh, it was, it was um, an interesting, I was really gassed afterwards. I was just saying, you, you missed it, Brian, but I was really tired. Part of it was just my back was killing me, but a lot of it was, you know, the emotional dump, you know, the, the adrenaline dump afterwards, you know, it's like, ah, oh, it's over with all the six months of keeping everything hush hush. And- so when you say after, you mean after filming or just after the evening, after we all went out and the visit no, it's I- itself? After filming, man, before we, because man, to be honest with you guys, at that point in time, I could have just found a bed to go lay down on, man. I could have said, forget the pizza, but I was starving too. That's another thing. I didn't time things right with my, with, with eating. It's shame on me because I had, I had brought cliff bars. I could have had, I should have had a cliff bar somewhere, maybe an hour before we were done filming to keep my energy level up, but my physical energy just got zapped and then emotionally. So like, when I was at the uh, at Lou Malnati's, I was dragging ass. I was pretty tired, so we went. My, my buddy Scott drove me there, so Scott drove drove back, and it was a struggle for me to stay awake just to, you know, be a road companion for him. I was tired. Yeah, Tony. I will say, even though you maybe weren't feeling a hundred ten percent, you still gave a hundred ten percent. I mean, you know, Joe and I have been had the pleasure of seeing you do production and film and, and teach over the years. And I mean, you were a total point. So I would have never guessed that, you know, you were, uh, you were, that was working internally for what you were showing externally. Cause it was, um, it was, it was, I don't ever cease to amaze me. I'll tell you that. Well, I got to give credit to pretty much every one of my ex-girlfriends and I've learned a valuable lesson from every one of them. They all taught me how to fake it. So um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what I did. I kept a smile and kept going. You push yourself like the Energizer Bunny. Go, go, go. Uh, and you know what? I'll tell you, Brian. Uh, I'm proud of each and every one of you guys because even though you all have day jobs, you all have families, children, uh, you name it, I think, and I'm not saying I'm to, to credit for all of this, but at all, but I'm just saying, I'm very proud that every one of you guys looked in shape. You look fit. You, you know, you, you guys live the lifestyle. Okay. This is your lifestyle. It's not like some people who just let themselves go. Uh, every one of you guys was totally in shape. That's great. That's really awesome. Yeah, it definitely was. And one thing I want to mention to that is, and Tony, we're not just talking, you know, um, being on the mats all the time or grinding it out. It's, it's the idea of this lifestyle of health, wellness, fitness, you know, being physically a better person or, or at least, you know, keeping a certain level of physical ability. I mean, you know, if, if there's plenty of times, obviously, especially coming out of a role in a global pandemic that maybe we haven't trained uh, grappling or some of the other combat arts as much as we like, but yeah, still trying to hit the weight room or doing calisthenics or you know, Martin's been a fun, he was a former marathon runner and he's on a bike now for miles and miles and trucking his kids around on a big European cargo bike. So yeah, that's, that's part of what 
I took away from any of the years I trained with you is really just, I internalized that idea of like, you know, keep your body as a, as an instrument, you know, I mean, you know, people say your body is a weapon, which is kind of melodramatic, which it is of course, but your body is also an instrument. An instrument needs to be maintained. It still needs to be cleaned. It still needs to be tuned, you know, all these other elements to try to look at me. I'm, I'm throwing out musical analogies. Tony should be doing this. I'm not, <laughs> that's your thing. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm working with uh, Martin via zoom, you know, and okay. giving him workouts and he's, he's getting, you know, and it's, it's inspiring for me because he still wants to stay in shape. You know, I, I love it. Uh, and again, to add into it. Uh, so I'm going to chime in on that. So you remember what happened when he had to change out of his shirt real quick. And then somebody yeah. else threw him, he's like, Hey, not bad for a 50 year old man. I mean, he's, you know, late forties and he looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, all of us are middle age or above and for the most yeah <laughs> i didn't want to use the term but sure yeah, I'll use so. it. i'm old i'm old but you know something um that's the thing even with my injuries or my psychological things with my mother and all of that there yeah you can sometimes take a step back and maybe feel a little bit sorry for yourself but use that as a like a uh, trampoline okay so yeah, feel sorry for yourself a little bit. That means you're going down on that trampoline and then bounce back up. So even with me, I wanted to show up yesterday, film in on this film, uh, in top shape. I wanted to be the best shape uh, that I could be. And for those out there who have followed my career, on uh, I'll throw out some numbers here for you. In 1999, when I filmed the snap, uh, the Lost Art of Hooking, I weighed 225 pounds on the button. Segway to 2008, I showed up, and I weighed 225 pounds on the button because that's my strong powerlifting, that's my peak of strength weight. And, you know, as you get older, a lot of people get the pot bellies or this or that and blah, 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 blah. So uh, yesterday, I showed up. And I weighed in on the button 217. So I actually purposely wanted to come in lighter and, and, and a little, you know, panther-like. Um, I've toyed around with maybe coming in at 215. I did not cut weight, people. I don't believe in cutting weight. There's no point. I mean, you cut weight for competitions. But for me, there's no – I don't cut weight. So that's my walking around weight. And I felt really good. It was a – just a point of contention with me. It was no big deal. It wasn't going to change the world. But like piggybacking off of what Brian said, you can make excuses or you can just get the damn job done. And, yep, I showed up where I wanted to be. And um, in July when Joe and Scott and I were able to get together for pizza at Pequod's, I, was, I really cut all this weight. I cut all the way down, not cut, but I lost all this weight down to 215, but I wasn't lifting. I wasn't working out. And I said, well, Joe, I'm going to put size on now. And I says, I hope to uh, show up on the video around under 220, like maybe between 217 and 220. And, uh, yep, I was able to do it. So I, uh, I feel good about that. So what were you doing to get the size back on? What's been your routine to get to this level well, in, your, I, in your figure? Remember something here. First and foremost, I'm, I'm not a bodybuilder, never have been. I've always been a strength, strength athlete. But I was feeling pretty physically bad when, when Joe and I uh, with the, around the Cleveland thing. And um, 
So I dieted down first and foremost, no exercise. I just dieted, dieted by when I say dieting, I just, you know, had to get rid of some stuff that was, you know, and I, and I got my weight plateaued where I, where it was stable. And then I just started lifting and I started lifting and just drinking protein powder, but you know, eating a sensible diet, high in fish, mostly fish and some vegetables, um, no junk food or anything like that. And then um, I think I got up to like 225, which is normally where I'm going to be. And then from there, I kept the lifting and just cut out the calories, man, just portion control and really low calories and came, and came down. Now I'll stabilize at probably 220, 221, 222. Um, no big deal. I can lose that weight in a week. Um, so if I had to, which there's really no reason to, but walking around at two, between 215 and 220 is, is, is the best for me. Uh, there's just no reason for me to carry the extra weight because I'm not doing anything strength oriented any longer. Yeah. I think there's something that needs to be talked about is what, not only what you were able to do just physically because there's muscle memory and it's obviously ingrained into, well, I'm not a scientist deep down, let's face in your body, in your mind. And, you know, when you were conducting instruction or filming yesterday, I mean, your, your reflexes and things you were doing look the same way. I remember you when you were actively teaching, you know, 15, 20 years ago, or, um, so I think that that's, uh, something that people need to realize, even, even if you haven't been doing something for a while, I mean, when you, when you, when you've devoted enough time to develop skills and eventual mastery, you only lose so much of it. Obviously things like timing and other elements obviously go first, but you know, you have that core, you know, those core skills, core stuff, techniques that, that are ingrained. Yeah. It's called ring rust or something like that, but you know, I, I'm, I'm super glad you brought that up because this is now we're going to segue a little bit into music, but this is very critical for people out there in the listening audience. As you know, I've trained with a lot of jazz guys and most of them uh, to eat, to make a living, um, they weren't playing jazz, all right? They had to play dinner music or, you know, polkas, whatever, you know, not jazz. Now, their technique was great. They did their scales. They practiced all of that shit all the time. But you lose your jazz sense. Uh, there's in the jazz world to get to be a world-class jazz artist, you got to go on the road or you got to be playing jazz all the time. You just do, because even though you have all the chops, you lose something. And, and that's kind of what Brian is getting at. Yeah, if, if it, it, was, it was nice to get back on the mat, but, you know, you have – I don't teach anymore. So all it would take for me is to get in, in a teaching setting for, you know, three weeks or so, a month, just to get back in the groove you know, get your mind a little bit more, make that mind-body connection. But you don't lose – you should never lose your chops, and that's on me. I, I, I never tried to lose my chops. Um, but it was a little overwhelming sensation yesterday. I mean, I filmed a lot of videos through the years, but yesterday there was a big crew there watching us. I mean, not crew, like film crew, but just us, the guys. And it was, it was kind of nice, uh, very nice, but intimidating too. Because right. I mean, I haven't it, seen most of you guys. And um, I was just saying earlier today to my friend Scott. And please or not to my friend Scott, to my friend Vince, who called 
uh, who couldn't make it. He had to work. Um, Vince was on my boxing video, uh, the foundations of the jab. Um, it just seems, and please don't get offended, Brian, and don't get offended, Joe, or anybody else out there that was there yesterday. It could just be me, but I am. I don't seem to be the Mr. Miyagi, okay, to you guys. Let me explain. Mr. Miyagi, the old, short, fat, out of shape guy that's teaching Daniel-san. Um, I think some of you guys still look at me as the world kick-ass, you know, killer catch guy, and that's how I look at me. That's how I want to still be. I don't want to be the 57-year-old Mr. Miyagi. Uh, I still want to be able to tangle with you young bucks and guys younger than you. Um, so I can't become the world's oldest couch or the world's toughest couch potato just yet. I still have to keep my fitness going, um, which I guess is good. But sometimes I just wish I could just blimp out. <laughs> Does that mean I can stop waxing your car? Uh, no, I need you can stop waxing my car, but don't stop waxing my chest. <laughs> no. Well, I don't want to be Daniel either because I don't want to wear um, you know, short shorts, cutoffs, <laughs> jeans, you know, and I definitely don't want to be Italian. So, you know, I'm I'm happy with this setup. No, I just want to stay fit. And I like it's a lot of people. Now, here's the negative about this. Uh, when I go out in public, you know, like bars or something like that, I still get the, the looks from the assholes, you know, the 20-somethings, you know, I think they're tough guys. I'm like, dude, I'm your grandfather, for Christ's sake. Wouldn't look so good if I beat you up and put a pacifier in your mouth now, would it, kid? You know, I wish that I could sometimes just be the little old man, you know, but, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll try to stay in shape as long as I can, but, uh, no, but look, that's another thing I told Vince. I said, every one of you guys was, was athletic. That room was full of athletes, world-class athletes, national-level athletes, every one of you. And Joe sometimes is a little bit hard on himself, but, you know, Joe's a great athlete as well. Everybody there was was a winner, and you don't get that too often. Sure. That's so let me ask you this, Tony. What? So for me, it was almost like, well, I say like my wedding, like different worlds colliding because I had, um, you know, people from the Tool and Die era – and then obviously when I came back to Chicago in early 2000s, you know, training with guys like Bender and, and Costa Moore. Um, and then obviously, you know, getting to meet some of these newer friends. I mean, you probably had to have some semblance of that feeling like you're, you're really old, old school crew. And then you had your kind of, well, still pretty old school crew. And then some of your newer students, um, you know, you've been training with more recently in the last few years, all kind of converging really in one room for what I thought was the first time ever. I could be wrong, but at least I haven't been there if it's happened. No, first time ever. Yeah, no, I feel exactly like you. It was, it was a, the world's coming together. And you know what? I don't think the timing could have been better because in the, in the world outside of our personal world, boy, we're divided, especially in this country. Yesterday, we were united, and it gave me hope. It really made me feel good. And the, and the casual off-camera comments that were given to me, Josh Pacini wanting to bring me out or, or – somebody else saying something about sympathetic about my mother and the situation and, you know, just building me up for no reason, for no payoff on their end. They weren't sucking up to me. It wasn't like I'll say something nice and get a free lesson out of Tony. It, it was just a bunch of genuineness. Um, Bruce picking up the tab at Mark at uh, 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 the, the pizza shop, we're, we're, uh, Malnati's. Uh, 
you know, just 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 to show the outpouring of love and support, uh, and Melody being there, who just was saying nice things to me at the dinner table, and you know, all of that, and just being around her and her her aura, um, yeah, it was really. Um, I felt honored and and quite intimidated by 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 you guys because uh, I have no. You got you guys are truly all I have, with the exception of like maybe Vince and I have another friend Dan. Um, you're all I have left in the world, here and 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 that's, you know. So it's it's I'm clinging now, man, because everybody else I know is gone, passed away. So don't die on me. Well, I don't plan on it anytime soon. So. <laughs> well, just don't eat my cooking, and you'll be fine. Um, yeah. That's no, a whole other story. A, a wonderful thing. We were just saying earlier that you know let's. It's in the hands of BJJ Fanatics now, and let's hope that they can market it to a broader audience to allow me to keep it going because I don't have the marketing ability. I don't have the fan base like I used to, again, because of the lack of social media uh, finesse or, you know, Internet finesse. I, I know nothing about it. So the more exposure that, or the more sales that this gets, that'll tempt BJJ to want to do more videos, and it's a perpetual cycle. And it can go on. And not everyone will be a, a, a big production like yesterday's, but we don't need that. But I just thought it would have been very nice to do, and it came off without a hitch. Everyone who said they would be there showed up. Yeah, and I'll say that one thing I was impressed by was, I mean, I've, I've kept in touch with, like, Javier and Costa over the years. Um, but to see them – to, you know, take over, uh, there was a little bit of a, you know, a deputy coaching role that they took on in a few segments in the video and um, the techniques they were showing, I had been exposed to. And in some instances, I felt pretty, pretty comparable, uh, competent with, but it was really just, it was refreshing to see kind of that, like that next generation or really that, I guess the, the fostering of these, um, of the, of the, of the techniques, you know, going beyond with, with your mentorship. And so I was really impressed by that in particular, those two, when they were uh, demonstrating themselves and be like, whoa, okay, I never thought about that way, but that totally makes sense, you know, or maybe that one angle or what that one idea, that one concept to enhance it, something that maybe I had never done, but even though it was still kind of like one of my moves, so to speak, that I like to do. So that was, uh, that was impressive. And I was very, uh, it was really just a pleasure to see. I think so too. And that's, you know, what I wanted to kind of impart on the video, because, you know, people see the videos through the years, they get emails about, well, you can do that stuff, Tony, because look at you well it's not me it's not my physicality i keep trying to tell people i'm not anything special uh javier brought in the little man the true little man uh moves you know he can do it in a different way because of his body structure than i would costa is kind of like in the middle costa is more your average size guy um and yes they imparted their own little ways and this is the whole point this is why like i said about my tri c program I don't want you to be a clone of me or a clone of Brian or Joe or whomever. I want you to be you. And they show how they adapt the, the same principles. They don't compromise the principles. Otherwise, it's, it's going to fail. But they were able to impart it for their own situations, their own um, abilities and creativity. Once again, it's like a musician who writes their own arrangement. That's what they did. And I want the world to see that because uh, fighting like, let's say, Hoist Gracie may not be the way for you. You may have to fight in your own style, which may be actually superior to Hoist's. Who knows? But you got to fight 
for you. You're, I don't fight like Rabbi did. I mean, I'm, I have totally different gifts and abilities and attributes than he has. He had strength that I could never fathom, even in my dreams, to have. I had speed and quickness. He didn't have that. So I would approach things differently. I approach things differently than Luthez. You know, again, because of our, um, well, in Lou's it's a little different case because Lou had totally different trainers. But in my case with Stanley, I just totally different approach because of my physicality. And, oops, excuse me. I would say <clears throat> if I could combine you and Costa in one, you guys together would be the closest to me. Because, uh, Brian, you have the more the, 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 the size, the uh, quickness. Costa has the more, I don't know what the word is. I can't think about it. But Costa, so there's a combination between the two of you. Um, and, and Javier is just, you know, he has the mind. You know, he kind of thinks, I think, like I do. So I just wish, like I said before on a previous podcast, that I could have gotten all the strikes in with all of you guys. Uh, there's never, there's still time. Who knows? But well, maybe we can go to the island of Doctor Moreau and and uh, get all three of us merged into this freakish hybrid grappler, you know. And uh... <laughs> did you hear that shit that Melody was talking about uh, at Malnati's about that shit? No, I, I didn't. Uh, I was at the other end of the table. It was like fifteen oh. of us. So uh... yeah, some like some uh, neuro neuroscientist was talking about uh, culling the mind and. Ultimately, uh, in decades or maybe a century down the line, there will be no more need for human bodies. That it'll somehow be all oh, there'll be a need organic computer. Yeah, we got to power the matrix. So you need the actual body. Is for sure is important. That's not what I was thinking. I just thought that Javier looked great. Uh, he's keeping his weight down, one thirty-five, one thirty-six. Uh, Costa looking good, but. You know, Costa's got that dead leg, you know, um, unfortunate, but with his, with his back problems. But, um, yeah, everybody looked good. Josh, Jason, everyone that appeared on camera, you know, uh, it was just great. And I really wanted to take that moment to promote everybody, you know, by first name, last name. Let whoever purchases this video know that, hey, wow, okay, Jason Bender, Josh Bassini, Brian Denise, Joe Cardinal, um, you know, it's not always about me, man. Shit. Uh, you guys are just a great, great bunch of guys. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just honored, man, to, to know all of you on a personal level. And I think I really wish that we could do more of this just getting together thing, you know, pizza day or something. Or, yeah, I, I agree. That was a that was a great time. I mean, one thing that I think is kind of uh, I guess funny, for lack of a better term. I mean, we came down to your house a month or two back and dry ran you know, the format, which of the, uh, for the video. And, you know, we pretty much stuck to that, I would say conceptually, but we were, we had certain techniques in mind and it was like, once you were started to, to, to do it, uh, when you started filming yesterday, it was like, Oh, Hey, let's just start working into this. And you kind of, we started to kind of like evolve, or I should say like maybe broaden to other elements, just, uh, very organically. So that was interesting you know, throwing That's in these me. other things beyond, you know, and that was just like, whoa, okay. We didn't expect that, but it's obviously there. You mean, how can you not, you'd be remiss to at least address it, you know, and des definitely get a chance to expose some new eyes to these things. That's the improvisation in me. That's the jazz shit. That's just how I am. You know, Javier said this many, many years ago. He always wanted to film everything I did because even if I'm showing the same move, 
the exact same move, it won't be the same because there'll be some twist or there'll be, or, uh, not twist technically, but, you know, like some little different take on it, you know, or I will improvise into something else because, it, yeah, if you move your body while I'm putting that move on or that hold on, uh, I'll say, oh, by the way, and we did that yesterday. I think it was with you, Joe, I think, because um, I, I worked with all of you guys, where I was going for an arm lock. I think it may have been a wrist lock or something, and then I turned it into a chokehold, side choke. Um, it, apparently, that's not ringing a bell with you. But, uh, but that might have been Dankowski. Yeah, it may have been Joe Dankowski that I put the – yeah. But, again, <clears throat> excuse me, that's just how my <clears> – <throat> man, that's just how my mind works. You know, I'm scared – Call it scatterbrain, but I'm, I'm constantly aware. This is now. This is one thing I wish everybody could fight like. Okay, uh, this is one thing that I really, really wish people could take away from me, is that you, you got to learn to see everything. You have to have that big, peripheral vision, so to speak, visually and mentally, to be able to not get so absorbed. Let's say in the top wrist lock that you miss something else, be it a leg lock, be it a chance to strike this guy or or rip him, or bite him, or go into that that chokehold like I did with uh, with Dankowski. So it's it's um, that's what I think I try to discuss afterwards about uh, strategy, tactics, and implementation. How to uh, truly chain? I think that word chain wrestling sucks. And I and I've seen people chain in a way that I would never chain, such as chaining just a limb going from a top wrist lock to a straight arm bar to a double wrist lock to a key lock. Well, that's fine. Um, the human body normally doesn't move that way, just the arm. The whole body moves, and you've got to start opening up and getting a more omni approach, more panoramic, uh, and start attacking the whole damn body. So this guy has, like I mentioned in the film yesterday, panic attacks. The guy's never going to know where, where the hell you're coming from. So I can go from an arm bar to a neck crank or a choke or a leg lock or something. Th that's, that's really what I want to impart on the, on the fight world. It will make fighting, it'll take it to another level because it'll make it very entertaining for the, for the studio audience as well. Not so damn boring. You think that's just kind of true of all kind of human pursuits though? There's a level of mastery because this is something obviously I strive for. I don't think I'm anywhere close, but when you're first learning something or you're, you're trying to master something, you have to almost kind of have a tunnel vision on it. So, you know, if I'm doing the top wrist lock or whatever it is, I have to really be thinking about what I'm doing and I can't, or, or maybe it's the, you, you kind of, <clears throat> you know, you, you, you have to like get to the point where you're comfortable enough with that move that you can be doing that and also kind of let your peripheral vision be trying to see what else is going on. So I get you, that, but I'm not talking about for beginners. I'm saying ultimately, mm -hmm. this is where you have to be. Uh, people don't know that because for me, pr pretty much because all they see is the instructional. All they'll see is that one move and Tony going over it, you know, in detail. They don't see how I put all this stuff together is I guess is what I'm getting at. And we showed a little bit of that yesterday. I also believe it was Costa. I know it was Costa when I showed the double wrist lock on the bottom and how I transitioned again from a double wrist lock into a leg lock. Okay. Now, for those of you who are just listening on MP3 here, um, this should open up, this should turn a light bulb on. And the light bulb that I want turned on is, wow, God damn. No, 
every part of my body is vulnerable. And yes, it is. I could have went from that double wrist lock to a choke from the bottom. I could have, I did go into a leg lock. I could have went into several different leg locks or things. This is what I want people to start seeing. This is the next level. Um, this is like, you know, a, a level above the level. They're there. You know, it's there. I've seen it musically. I've seen guys get in the zone on different instruments that they reach a level that it's, it's frightening. Okay. You're like, Jesus, where'd this come from? Um, and while I'm not saying I'm a virtuoso like those guys, uh, I just tend to try to take it into a different, into a different uh, atmosphere, I guess you'd say, outside of the, okay, he's going for the arm bar and that's all he's going for. No, I don't, I'm not like that. Well, I, I got to wrap up in a couple minutes. My uh, yeah. family's coming back, so I'm going to head back. I'm actually well, heading back to surprise, Wisconsin. Well, it was a good surprise, man. So, yeah, it was a great surprise. I had a lot of fun yesterday. I'm really excited to see the final product. Um, with the video and and purchase that when it uh, whenever that's released, and I think it I think anybody who takes you know purchases it will be will be very very impressed by the the material that we shared. Which ultimately, and I mentioned this, I made this analogy, and I actually borrowed it from another podcaster. Was I mean this is Iron Man one that we were doing. I mean people think you know talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe where there's like what thirty films, Joe, thirty five or something ungodly number, but. Yeah. So it's, I mean, people think we're at the more recent ones like Infinity War, Endgame, or the, I mean, this is the, this is the first and original, this is kind of the core things set in stage. I guess, Tony, maybe to more your context, it's like, it's like the first part of Rocky, like the first half before he even fought Creed when he's just like in the training element. He's not, we're not even at like fighting Ivan Drago or the, the Creed trilogies or any of that other stuff. This is just that, just the first part that is really setting the stage for the entire the entire storyline or the entire uh, things to come. And I think that's important is it's not just these techniques and I've had the oh. pleasure. I've had the benefit of seeing much bigger than this. Um, but these need to be obviously instilled taught. And of course, perfected if all goes well. Into, I agree. And, and, and that's in the hands of BJJ fanatics. And only you're only going to see trilogy or the stage two, stage three. If there's interest, if there's purchases, the bottom line is, People have to buy the product, and you'll get to see more and more, and therefore the legacy and the uh, – you'll see Rocky two, Rocky three, Rocky four, Rocky five, or Debbie does Dallas, Debbie does Cleveland, Debbie does Chicago. Um, there you are with your old references. They've made other types of those movies since then. Um, I don't know and we can get Marvel into that. guys. Well, I don't know who the hell no, I, Well, no, I'm talking about what you just mentioned, those types of movies. But there's, there's not a reason to watch those anyway. you got – there's real people to – Hey, you know, and, you know. Some, some of us appreciate vintage porn. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, you just triggered an algorithm, probably, and this will get, like, shadow banned or something. Hey, it's great yeah. seeing you. Love you both. Uh, we'll talk Me soon, too, okay? Yeah, thanks Bye. for jumping in, man. You betcha. See you later. That was another nice surprise. See, I didn't know. Did you know he was coming on? Well, leading up to filming this, I'm like, you know, I was like, oh, this is going to be great because the, the whole experience will be fresh in our heads. And I'm like, oh, you, you dumbass. We should have, you know, I should have put the invite to, out to everybody ah. to see who could jump. And I didn't do it to everybody, which I, I regret. But I'm like, real quick, I texted Brian. I'm like, dude, are you available? Um, because, yeah, I'd like to get different perspectives because I definitely, what I saw, you know, each one of us has our own, you know, what we took away from that experience and trying to capture that while it's, you know, real fresh, you know. Um, so I'm glad he was able to jump in. So unfortunately, so it's just poor planning on my part. I should have really there that night say, hey, whoever's available at this time, jump well, on in. It was, 
I'm glad that he brought up about the cost of invent, uh, Javier thing because, again, yeah, everybody has their own little take. And, you know, it's nice to see different body styles or just different people. Even if somebody was identical in size to me, they're going to bring their own little tangibles to it. And uh, and that's, that's what it's all about. Uh, and, yeah, Javier, of course, being a multi-time world champion, uh, you know, so many people don't don't realize, hey, man, this is catch wrestling. You know, they talk about Sakuraba or something. Nothing wrong with that. But, man, you got guys who are, you know, as good or better grapplers like Javier, you know, that are, you know, doing it. And, and it, it's, 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 it's a great thing, you know. Um, but, no, I, I just hope we get to do more. I really do. Uh, and, of course, again, it won't be ten of us, but it will be you and maybe Nico or whoever else I can get the demo on. And even if it just is just one person, I'd rather like to, I'd like to have two people at least minimum um, to uh, demo on. But I'm sure, you know, we could get Jason again or Josh or somebody. You, of course, Nico, if he's available, we'll get somebody. Um, but yeah, again, thanks, 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 thanks. <laughs> but and there's probably people we're not even mentioning or forgetting to mention. I don't want to leave people out, but there's a lot of no, behind Martin, the scenes people. We, you know, but Bruce, well, Bruce said he's moving back to Chicago eventually, but Costa had to fly a long way. So, yeah, I can't expect that from people. But uh, there's so many, you know, everybody there that was there yesterday will be always invited to appear on any of the videos. It's just if there are any more, which I hope there is. Um, so that's a good thing. Joe Dankowski is awesome. I would love to have him on more videos and have him go, you know, shoot and do, do stuff like that. Um, and I have ideas. I have plans. You know, my, my thoughts are some real live wrestling and getting on there and, and showing how you should snuff somebody in under a minute or right around the, the one-minute mark. Um, and if you don't, shame on you because the options are there. Uh, and that only happens when you start looking at the body as a whole and learning how to attack not limbs but attack the body, everything. Every part of the body has to look like one thing to you. And, and there's all – you know, all sorts of, 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 you know, don't look at the pizza as a slice. Look at the pizza as a whole and then go for those slices. That's how you have to look at it. Too many people look at it like the pizza's already sliced and you got to take that one little piece that's there. No, the body as a whole, attack the damn thing. And I want to really um, emphasize that. And then, of course, with the ripping and the strikes, there's just really no reason that this fight should take a long time. You have a loaded gun, and they don't. That's how you have to look at it. That was Luthez's anal analogy, by the way. He said, Tony, you got a loaded gun, and they don't. Or we have a loaded gun, and they don't. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, I just want to – that was just awesome, man. <laughs> awesome. And, and I'll riff on what you're saying about especially kind of the combat-oriented, street-oriented side of grappling uh, – because a lot of people just out of necessity or whatever out of uh, situations, you know, 99% of all grappling is sport oriented. Some are more combative than others. Obviously when you start putting submissions in uh, obviously it starts to resemble a fight a lot more, but you need that reminder of just how, like when you were saying, basically you should be able to snuff that person in a minute. Um, to me, it's just how vulnerable the body is in a grappling scenario that if you, screw up just slightly especially when when someone is willing to target you when someone is like you said going to be vicious um it, it, the whole calculus changes so there are 
pin positions that I'm in that I could ride out for, you know, 30 seconds, a minute while I'm trying to find my way out of it in a grappling scenario. You know, I've been there. You know, people have me, whatever, cross chest, pin, whatever, and I'm, I'm taking my time to get out of that. But like in the video we show, in a street scenario, I'm, I, I'm in a life or death situation. You can mangle me up very quickly. I, you know, I, I've just made up like, it's not that I have 30 seconds to get out of this spot. I am done for like you see, you, you use the term a couple of times nailed to the cross. And it's just like I said, even if you have me in a certain position for 10 or 15 seconds, you're going to devastate my face. You're going to tear me up. I mean, and uh, I think that's a reminder that especially people are, if people are thinking about this in terms of self-defense um, positions that you may be safe. You no, know, I'm defending the choke or I'm defending my arm, you know, from this lock. The human body has so many vulnerabilities. And if someone is intent on hurting you and has you has a hold of you, you're a lot more vulnerable that you realize. And, and I hope that this video, I mean, I hope a lot of things from this video, but I hope that this will be a, a somber reminder to everybody just how dangerous fighting is, just how nasty it can be. Um, and I mean, I think that's maybe one of the main takeaways I have from you is, is, is that like, you've got to be able to be thinking in those terms when you're grappling. Um, just how dangerous it is. Like you said, the loaded gun thing, it's very true. Um, you know, if, if I screw up, if I get pinned or if I get held down, uh, it, in very short order, I'm gonna be in a lot of hurt. Uh, you know, it's, it's a different ball game when, it's, when someone's intending to hurt you and they know where to go to hurt you. Um, they don't need Imagine to- weapons. Yeah, you, you don't need to have a fancy submission, you know, and fight for it. The human body has so many vulnerable areas. And once the person with basically is, they're in hand reach of everything that's vulnerable on you. You know, if you're cross chest on me, everything's, you know, I've got a lot of things I've got to be worried about. And, and that to me is, like I said, it's an aspect of grappling. It's very hard to train it. People, you know, it's because uh, it's, it's, I think it's a lot of people are thinking it's poor sportsmanship or whatever, but if, if your goal, I mean, what's your goal out of grappling training, you know, is it to be ready for when someone's trying to hurt you and, and, and it's gotta be, you know, also like, yeah, and you've got to remind yourself just to take those opportunities, you know, uh, you know, you, you fight the way you train is a cliche and it's, it's an important cliche. Uh, uh, just like you said, kind of the, when you get that um, tunnel vision about, oh, I want to get a submission or I want to do this thing. You don't necessarily need to, to be able to, be able to hurt this person and set something so, up, up. And so it's really more full spectrum. And I, and I think, you were the one who that's how you were trained because that's what you were being trained for. And unfortunately um, there's a lot of great martial arts and, and grappling skills out there, but this element is uh, for whatever reason is, is not in there. Um, and obviously because yeah, a lot of, of probably would freak people out and scare them or, you know, or uh, honestly, if you're not training with someone who's good, not necessarily technically good, who, but at least who's, trying to be a good training partner, you can really hurt someone permanently with this stuff and mangle them. Like I said, my nose is still a little tweaked today. <laughs> you know, I and you were trying to be kind about it. Imagine if you oh, really yeah. wanted to fuck me up. I'm sorry, I'm swearing on the podcast here, but I would have, you know, that would have been it, you know, um, had I gotten to that, that would just, that would have been the beginning of a really horrible <laughs> experience for me. So anyways, it was just, I'm kind of rambling here, but, uh, you know, when you, like you said, when you need to snuff it and you need to quick, that's the side of grappling people need to see and be reminded of. 
when you're in that, yeah, if, if you're under a sprawl or something, look out, buddy, you know, or whatever, you're, you're in danger. Or, or there's a million right. positions like that, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's very, very difficult for people to make the transition mentally, it seems, from sport to uh, reality, I guess, or uh, viciousness. Whereas I never had to worry about the sport aspect of it. So, uh, and, and I, I, I was in, in a unique position where most guys that learned maybe even a few years older than me, 30 years older, 20 years older, whatever, uh, they were professional wrestlers. So they didn't need to l learn what I learned. They, did, they didn't, matter of fact, it wouldn't help them. It would hurt their career. They were entertainers first and foremost. And um, that's what they needed to learn. Some flamboyancy, some, as they saw, say, selling the move and, and this and that. And, um, you know, they didn't have to worry about all the little things that I had to worry about. Um, I learned it for, for none of that. Rob Van was opposed to me being a professional wrestler, and he wanted to teach me just strictly how to defend myself. And as I mentioned earlier today, to kill, um, to literally kill a man, not to entertain the audience, uh, not to <clears throat> pin somebody and win an Olympic gold medal. Um, it was just, just, just none of that. And I think um, while at times I felt back then that I was a man, uh, with no country, meaning the amateur wrestling world didn't, I mean, I'm talking about years ago, the amateur, amateur wrestling world didn't feel I was part of them. Pro wrestlers didn't think that I was part of them. Martial arts world didn't think that I was part of them. Uh, I was just me. I was like a, a little kind of uniqueness here. Um, and back then I kind of felt bad about it. Now I wear that as a badge of honor. I'm like, I'm proud. Um, you know, um, yesterday we had a, you know, uh, I don't know, a, a catch clan of killers together yesterday. It was a bunch of us that were tough, hard as nails, and uh, there's, a, there's a place for us. Uh, and my time is coming and going quickly. I mean, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting, uh, I'm old, but... Uh, no, I, I'm I, I'm kind of glad that I I have this old my own little niche that no one else can say that they have, and and that doesn't mean I'm better. It's my niche. This is this is where I'm at. You know, total reality based, um, and yet I have tentacles in the in the sports world where I've I've trained champion, uh, you know, uh, sportive athletes. So I feel real good about that. Uh, but anyway, on that note, I guess we better, we might as well wrap it up. We've been, we've been, we've been jawing about this video. Let's see what happens with it. We'll keep everybody updated. If I hear something about the, uh, release date. Oh, were you able to get that photo up? Well, I'm going to do it as the thumbnail for the, the video. So that'll be the first thing everybody sees. Oh, I got you. Cool. So do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, well, no, like I said, I have a lot of hopes for this. I, I think it, it turned out a lot better than I thought, which is I had a lot of expectations or hopes and it exceeded it. I think it's going to be for people who have not been exposed to your techniques. I think this is a great entryway in, um, uh, and yeah, I just, I can't say enough. It was a great day. Uh, we owe a lot of thanks to a lot of people and, uh, um, yes. and so, yeah, a lot, you know, a lot of you, you know, who you are. You, you did things to help Tony and you should be proud of that. And, and, and further catch, honestly, the more, you know, this knowledge, uh, and I've said it before in this podcast, this is part of our cultural, cultural legacy. This is something that was handed down to us from, you know, those who came before and it's how to defend yourself. It's important. 
uh, and this is, you know, kind of what motivates me. It's definitely not talking to Tony and I want to, uh, you know, uh, and so I'm real proud of that group of guys. Uh, it's encouraging to see people who care about it, who want to further it. Um, so yeah, just thanks all around. Uh, and yeah, hopefully we can get more of those guys back on the podcast to get their, their perspectives on it, but yeah, we will keep you posted on, on updates as we get them. Sounds good. And I want to thank everybody out there for watching and listening and above all, Hey, Merry Christmas. Oops. Merry Christmas to everybody. And, uh, you know, we will see you very soon.